Welcome to Driven by Purpose with Makanjuola Davis, a M. Davis Project production podcast where knowledge never grows gray. Here is today's broadcast. Hiding from the truth you know about death. I read a moral story a few years ago which I will love to share with you. I suppose a better way to start this tough topic. There was a man who worried a lot in his entire life. He needed someone who could do his worry for him so that he could live the rest of his life without any anxiety. This was a man who could easily pick up anxiety over anything. He got worried easily over anything that presented itself without prior notice or that he didn't plan well enough for. This was a man who could worry about tomorrow because he wouldn't know what was lying ahead. One day, he placed an advert seeking to hire someone who could do his worries for him. The wages he tagged to this post were huge. It was so attractive that almost everyone was willing to do. He was willing to pay $10,000 per day, and there was agreement that wages would be paid at the end of every week. The man who picked up the job started without any delay. He did brilliantly well from the first day to the end of that week. Unfortunately, there was no pay. He continued with the job thinking his employer was only trying to put things together being the first week he started the job. The story was the same the second week, as the man was not paid his wages. He became unhappy and wanted to know why he was not paid based on the agreement made. When he met with his employer, he asked. Sir, we have our agreement that you will be paying me $10,000 per day to do your worry for you, and that the money will be paid at the end of every week. We are heading to the third week, and I'm surprised nothing has been paid yet. The employer responded. I have not been able to pay you because you have not been doing your job. I have been worrying since I employed you about how to pay your wages. In fact, it's part of the worry you need to be doing for me. Allow me to share another moral story real quick. There was a merchant who went about his business from place to place within and outside the city. One day, on his way to one of the neighboring towns, he met a man sitting under a tree. The merchant asked him what his name was. And he said, my name is Death. The merchant asked again, where are you heading to? Death responded, to the next town. He was asked again by the merchant, to do what? And Death said, to kill just 10 people. The merchant was very furious with Death why he had to go about killing innocent people. But Death interposed him before the merchant even finished talking, I was created to kill, not to spare. Just as you go about your business, so I go about mine daily, looking for who is my next victim. The merchant was perplexed and grieved, he quickly ran to the town death was heading to get 10 people killed. On getting there, he told them all to lock themselves up in the house, he told them that death was coming to kill 10 people among them. When he was done sharing the news, he went about his business. Later that evening, as the merchant was walking past the town to his own town, There was a terrifying noise which didn't sound like a sound of celebration or victory. He headed to the town to inquire. Alas! It was a noise from crushed spirits. Death's visit to the town was never as he initially told the merchant. Death killed a hundred people instead of ten. The day the merchant crossed path with Death again, he was never shy to ask Death why he killed a hundred people instead of ten. Death said, I killed just ten people but an additional 90 died out of fear and anxiety that I was coming. Hmm. Why should we be scared of death when no one gets out of earth alive? When death occurs to mind, it reveals how good or bad we have been living. It reveals what is more important to us, our soul or our possessions. If you're concerned about your soul, you don't fear death because you will do all within your power to live right. If it's about your belonging, I'm afraid to tell you that you don't really know the state of your soul. We could lose our house, and if we work harder, we could build a better edifice. 
If we lose our life, it is irreplaceable. And every man must be conscious of where his soul will end someday. I didn't come up with this broadcast to scare you, I only want to expand your thoughts and perceptions about death because you won't always hear this truth I share with you on the pulpit. Sometimes we will lose people in our life, and it will look as if we can't live without them. Our hearts will ache and will be badly broken. Hence, we struggle to survive the shock. The devastation of their death will be immeasurable. The good news is, we can survive all life may throw at us, and we can live without the most important person in our life. We can bear all pain, we can survive anything, the only thing we will not be able to live without is grace. You can't survive a second without grace. That's all we can't live without. In fact, life goes on without you. The way people will grieve over you will never be the same they will mourn. I witnessed many burials and I have seen people grieving as if they should be buried with the deceased. After a few days or weeks, people go about their day to find a living. Hence, your death will become nobody's problem but you. Death is not what should get us worried because death makes every man equal. At the point of death, your authority over others comes to an end. You are stripped off by death whatever acquired through power, sweat, or perversion. We can see that death does more good than harm. Lucius Seneca also said, Death, is the wish of some, the relief of many, and the end of all. So, why do we worry over what is inevitable? Many worry because of how they define long life. Everyone wants to attain a minimum of 70 years before they die, and to them, whoever leaves such years is long-lived. That is not so. It is not about how long, it is about how well we live. It is not the age that counts, it is the days in our years that count. Anyone who lives fulfilled regardless of age has lived long enough. That is why I do say, find your calling, and you will live long enough. We are kept here on earth not to congest it, we are here for a calling. And that is the reason God is still sparing your life up to this moment. You can worry all you know how, but this will never deny the fact that death is inevitable, but your calling and purpose in life will keep you going until that time. We will all someday experience death, and become obsolete as a dead leaf falling from a tree, crushed by passers-by to ashes underlying the earth, says Kim Elizabeth. We shall all die, and our goal isn't to live forever, for no one does. The goal is to create something that will live after our demise. Death is never an end, it is an exit into two different worlds, heaven, or hell. It is always our choice where we want to end our soul. In fact, your worries now should be more of what could die with you. You have those great dreams, big business ideas, powerful calling, and so many more. Will all of these be buried with you someday without tapping into them, or are you willing to die empty by taking nothing to the grave? Every man dies, not every man really leaves. Life is very fragile and death is inevitable, we must make the most of each day. Death is contagious, it is contracted the moment we are conceived. Says Madeline Langle. Therefore, death aims only once, and never misses. If any man escapes death, tell him he was never the target. When death comes, no one in history has ever escaped it. I understand, no one wants to die. Even pastors. As long as you are not dead, you are alive, and when you are dead, there is nothing more to worry about. The sad news is, no one gets to heaven without dying. And the good news is, when we die, we shall not wholly die, for the greatest and the most significant part of us will surely escape the grave. Albert Pike also said, and I quote, What we have done for ourselves alone dies with us. What we have done for others and the world remains and is immortal. End of quote. If a man has not discovered something that he will die for, he isn't fit to live. 
The fear of death follows from the fear of life. A man who lives fully is prepared to die at any time. Will you be sincere with yourself and ask the same question when no one is listening? What are you living for that is worth dying for? It is not death that a man should fear, but he should fear never beginning to live. May you find the purpose that is worth your daily breath. Amen.